In this bulletin, thousands without power after a windstorm in Victoria. Far-right leader Jair Bolsonaro defeated in Brazil's presidential election. And in tennis, Novak Djokovic confident of another victory at the Paris Masters. And Netball Australia secures $15 million funding deal. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, good afternoon, I'm Peggy Giacomelos. More than 14,000 people have been left without power in Victoria after damaging wind gusts hit southern parts of the state. Gale force winds struck communities from the South Australian border to across metropolitan Melbourne and Gippsland. The State Emergency Service has received more than 350 calls for help in 24 hours in the wake of the windstorm, most of them from outer eastern Melbourne. Meanwhile, in New South Wales, damaging winds are expected to develop across eastern parts of the state, prompting fears trees and power lines would fall in already saturated soil. South Australia is also expecting wild weather with coastal and elevated areas likely to experience damaging winds from late on Monday morning. Leftist leader Lula da Silva has defeated incumbent Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil's hotly contested presidential election. His victory marks a stunning comeback for the leader who was jailed in 2018 for 19 months on bribery convictions that the Supreme Court overturned last year, clearing the way for him to seek a third presidential term. Da Silva's win also marks the end of the country's most conservative government in decades. The vote is being seen as a rebuke for the fiery populism of Bolsonaro, who lost support in Brazil as it ran up one of the worst death tolls of the COVID-19 pandemic. In other overseas news, questions are being asked about the safety of a bridge which has collapsed in India's state of Gujarat, killing at least 80 people. Opposition party leaders allege the government did not conduct a thorough technical assessment and load-bearing capacity test before reopening the bridge to the public last week, following six months of renovations. The 230-metre bridge was built during British rule in the 19th century. The footbridge was packed with sightseers enjoying holiday festivities when it collapsed and plunged them into the river below. Still overseas, at least 18 people have been killed in a mudslide set off by a storm in a coastal Philippine village that had once been devastated by a killer tsunami. Officials say the victims mistakenly thought another huge tidal wave was coming and died after running towards a mountain in Kusiong, a village in the southern Mugadanao province. It's feared another 80 to 100 people may have been buried by the deluge or were washed away in flash floods. Survivor Milagros Pascual says it was a miracle she and her family survived. My granddaughter clung around my neck while I ran up to high ground. Every step was hard because the flood was going down towards us and water was getting into my eyes. When I looked back, the water was so high. My whole house was swept away. The devastation is part of a wider trail of destruction caused by tropical storm Nalgi. More than 168,000 people have fled to evacuation camps, while the overall death toll has risen to 80. 
Domestic violence advocates have urged a parliamentary inquiry to design legislation on coercive control in a way that reduces harm for victims. Women's Safety New South Wales CEO Hayley Foster says action needs to be taken to ensure that victims of domestic violence are not mistakenly identified as the perpetrators. Ms Foster says that those responsible for coercive control are often able to use the system to their advantage. She says the parliament needs to consider these scenarios when deciding on the level of burden of proof required to prosecute future allegations. We have to always think about the message that's being sent when we put in place legislation that has an impossibly high bar. I think the message that we send by making it so high and so out of reach is is that which I I outlined in my opening statement and that is that um, it is not important, it's not serious. I guess the other side of that is the message it's sending to perpetrators Mm. uh, that you know, we can continue continue this behaviour um, unabated. To sport now, and Novak Djokovic says he's feeling great ahead of the Paris Masters tournament, which starts today. Since winning Wimbledon this year, Djokovic has entered just two ATP tournaments, Astana and Tel Aviv, and won both titles. This time, Djokovic will be fighting for his seventh Paris Masters title, having won the two previous times he entered in 2019 and 2021. The former world number one says he feels he can cope with the court speed being apparently faster this year after players reportedly complained it was too slow in 2021. Last year I spoke to a tournament director and he told me that they increased the speed of the of the court I mean I could feel that it just takes a little bit of time to to adjust to that but uh, you know overall I like this tournament uh, I've always done well and hopefully I can keep the run going. And in other sport news, Nepal Australia have confirmed they've secured a new $15 million sponsorship deal after mining company Hancock Prospecting pulled out. Visit Victoria are the new sponsors. Premier Dan Andrews says the four-year deal is a coup for the state and a boon for the sport. That's the latest from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Peggy Giacomelos. And remember to check out our suite of podcasts, including SBS News In Depth, The Two Hard Basket, and change agents.